Ladies and gentlemen, thank you guys so much for tuning in to the Machingon Radio Show podcast. I am your host, Juan Mendoza. On behalf of my baby, Lila Cervantes, Lila Lisa Promotions, all of our DJs and affiliates, I want to welcome you to another awesome show. Big shout out going out to CHR Records, Mr. Rick Garcia and Miss Hilda Lamas. I want to thank Miss Hilda Lamas for our awesome podcast interview, which will be available on Spotify and, of course, on MachingonRadio.com and Anchor. And uh, we had an awesome chat, so hopefully you guys get to tune in and enjoy that show. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we have another awesome podcast for you guys here today. Awesome, incredible artist. Uh, she is originally from Miami, Florida, if I'm getting that correct. And she is working with CHR Records. She does a voice for Miss Dolores on Disney's Encanto. Hopefully you guys have seen it more than once already because it's an addicting movie <laughs> along with the soundtrack. And uh, this young lady, she's doing an awesome, awesome job out there. And of course, with her single music, uh, New and Vessel, which we have here on Machine Gun Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, we want to invite to the show Miss Adasa. Adasa, how are you doing? I am doing so well. Thank you so much. What an introduction. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> we try to build it up as best as we can. Oh, well, I'm just happy to be here. And yes, I, you know, CHR Records, Ilda Lamas, Rick Garcia, we've known each other for years. Um, I met them through my husband, Gabriel Candiani, which was songwriter of the year there for Tejano Music. Nice. Um, he also worked with Eddie Quintanilla and Juan P. Moreno, Elida Yavante, amazing, amazing Tejano artist and fama as well. And uh, so we've been friends forever, but we just never clicked in the right timing to work together until this record. And they've been amazing at their at what they do. And, and I just have so much love for Texas and Tejano Music. Nice. Uh, I was talking to Hilda and she said that she had never met you until you guys did the Christmas song that you got that this past year, which <laughs> turned out amazing. The song was amazing. And so was the video. And that was the first time that you guys had actually met. And she was just like real starstruck because I, I guess she's been a fan of yours since forever. And uh, she was just amazed on how everything came out. Oh, my goodness. She is the most fun. It kind of came up like impromptu. Um, we were thinking about, yeah, we should do something. And then Rick mentioned, hey, you know what? She has this uh, this single that we're going to be releasing through CHR for, for Christmas. And I was like, well, uh, you know, let me hear it. And uh, and I heard it and I thought she just killed it. She's such a great singer, such a great performer. And so I was like, OK, I don't know how I can add myself, but OK, I'll try. <laughs> and then it came out really well. And then I was just like, hey, you want to shoot a video? Come drive to Nashville. And she just came and we had a ball. I made her some you know, tacos, you know, and uh, and we just went, recorded a video, and we had the greatest time. We were like best friends that hadn't met in person before, <laughs> and I think she's just an incredible, incredible person. Just, I love her. Yeah. It usually happens like that in the in the industry, doesn't it, where you, you're talking to people, but you have never met, but you have so much in common, and you guys connect, and when you guys meet in in person, you know, it just it's just a connection like, wow, I feel like I've known you since forever, but we're barely meeting Yes, it really did feel like that. And, you know, working with them now after so many years, I mean, I used to sell back, you know, out of my backpack, I used to sell my singles in Texas. I went to Conroe High School and, uh, you know, finished off that last year of high school there. I mean, I just fell in love with Tejano music. And even though I'm in reggaeton music, I did grow up 
partially in Texas, as well as in Miami and the Virgin Islands. So the mm-hmm. influences that I put into my music, which we call now Tejano Internacional, yeah. is that mixture of who I am, you know. Yes, I come being from the Tejano um, aside from my husband, how he's such a producer and he brings in all that Monterrey Tejano flavor. And then I bring in all the cumbia, you know, because la cumbia nació in Colombia. So mm-hmm. I told him, you know, we should do something together. I've been doing music, at, you know, by myself for so long. At first, I wanted to put together a band. And he was like, no. <laughs> I really tried. I really tried. I've been married to the man almost 25 years. Could not convince him to do a band. But he was like, but you know what? I'll produce a record. Let's do it. Let's mix our sounds. And this, we usually work together, but this is the first time that he's brought in his essence as a Tejano, an amazing producer of that music into what I do. And so this is what came out. You know, new this is just the beginning because the new single is coming out, the second single. So we're really excited about that one too. And we're still grateful for uh, for you guys to support the the single. I'm very grateful. Thank you so much. No, no problem. When we, when we got that and Rick sent it, it was just amazing. And uh, I did a little drop for my wife, uh, Lila Lisa Promotions. And I told her, I was like, okay, let's put a song behind it. What song would you want? And she's like, I want that one. That's the song. So I, I used the beginning. <laughs> and I, I kind of edited in it a little bit and everything. So the words wouldn't start coming out. So it only has the intro part so many times. And it turned out great. And she, she enjoyed it. So we have that song as her promotions commercial, I guess you would say. Oh, well, shout out to Lila. Thank you so much. Oh, my goodness. I'm honored. I'm honored. This has been a dream come true, honestly, working with Disney on Encanto, finally seeing a film that represents a little bit of all of us, you know, people that have had to immigrate from other countries. And that's what I feel Tejano music is, you know. At first, you know, a lot of people from Texas would do Tejano music being those immigrants from, you know, Mexico. But now it has become a widespread thing. I have so many friends that are from like Venezuela and they're from Colombia that live in Texas, Mm -hmm. you know. And so now for me, Tejano has spread beyond just being a local Mexicans in Texas, but more like international people coming into Texas, feeling the love that they have there and feeling that passion. And then we're just. You know, I guess to me, yo le estoy poniendo el sabor arepa to my music, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm just adding my Colombian flavor. And I just, I'm so honored and I'm humbled to be able to be among such wonderful, incredible artists like Intocable and, and you know, Elida and Crystal. And I mean, just so many of the, of you guys and have shown so much love as well. You know, me being in this genre now and uh, and I'm, in, I'm just enjoying life, enjoying this moment. And right now, if we don't talk about Bruno, that it's number one on the hot 200s. And um, right now I have 13 million listeners on Spotify. This is crazy. I I still cannot believe it. (laughs) I know. um, Before we get too in deep into the movie, uh, we're going to get a history on you real quick. But uh, yeah, I saw that, that the soundtrack alone, the the whole soundtrack was number one. The song itself, we don't talk about Bruno, is number one. What is it about that song that separates from the rest of it? What is it? Why is that song number one and not the other ones? You know what? I think it's TikTok. It's been the magic of TikTok. Really? And I didn't even belong to TikTok until 10 days ago. And everybody was like, oh, my goodness, have you seen the cosplaying going on in TikTok? Have you seen what people are doing? And I was like, no. And I am not kidding you. I had my 12-year-old help me set up my TikTok account because I was like, oh, my goodness, what is this thing? And it is insane. We went from zero 
to 400,000, you know, um, followers on TikTok. And it's because Lin Manuel Miranda wrote an incredible tune that encompasses so many stories on such a dynamic level. Mm. We're all telling the tapestry of our own stories intertwined one with another. And because every single character is so distinctive, not just physically, but vocally, it lends itself for so many people to feel identified with those characters. And I think that is the magic of, you know, we don't talk about Bruno because they're all telling their stories. They all look different, but at the same time, we're all family. Hmm. And so even people that are not Latinos, you know, that are not Colombian, they're not even ni cercanos. You know, I I had one that came on my live the other day on TikTok and you can follow me on Adasa official on TikTok. And she told me, she's like, I am not African-American or I'm, Latina. I'm just a white girl having fun. And I've felt so <laughs> embraced by the community. And I was just like, girl, you do your thing. And she does a Peppa cosplay that would just knock your socks off. Yeah. So when I saw that, it's really TikTok that has just exploded. And it's because the people have truly embraced the song. Yeah. And then, you know, the movie itself, Lin Manuel made such distinctive songs for each one. I mean, eight powerful songs when you listen to those Oruguitas mm-hmm. that is that background to that that scene where it speaks about how you have to start over from scratch where the grandma why she is the way she is yeah. and there is no dialogue yet that song carries and tells the story in such an amazing way mixed with the visuals of the amazing team at Disney Animation and it makes it magical so to me it was just a combination of so many strengths but Lee Manuel Miranda is just one incredible writer Awesome. Okay, so uh, before we get into the, uh, more in deep into the movie, how long have you been in the business? Wow, it's been almost 20 years in the business. I started back in 2003, 2004 is when I first got signed to Universal Latino. And I honestly am so grateful to Walter Colm, who is also the manager for Maluma. And he was the one that took a sh- chance on me. He some what I was doing and he said yeah let's do it and me being Colombian and at that time doing reggaeton and being bilingual and being Afro-Latina let me tell you that was a difficult thing now it's like hey doors are open but back then they really did do such an incredible job at promoting and and helping my career and taking a chance on what I was doing and I'm forever grateful so yeah it's been a span of many many years yeah I was I was looking you up and uh they had given you the title name of the queen of reggaeton. Yeah, it was the princess of reggaeton. That happened when we went on tour with Daddy Yankee to Japan. And the magazines just started saying, oh, here comes the princess of reggaeton, you know. And I was like, I, I did not give that title, not the label. And they just ran with it. I was like, okay. <laughs> and it just stuck. So that's kind of been the name they gave me. And I love being able to mix that with the Tejano music that I'm doing because I, I'm still doing my style of music in a different beat because I love danceable music. Yeah. And I, to me, you know, la cumbia tiene un ritmo tan sabroso. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so then I brought a little bit of that. And in the second single, you're going to be able to feel a little bit more of that. We even do a little drop into a little bit of a groove, like a reggaeton groove in the middle of a Tejano track. So, you know, we're just mixing it up, you know, Tejano Internacional style. Nice. Yeah, I saw that. And you have, you already have, uh, so many albums that I saw on Spotify we were looking you up and just trying to get a feel for your for your music, your reggaeton music and stuff. You got quite a few albums out already. Oh yeah, we've had many. I mean I had I've had singles with Snoop. I've had um songs with a Pitbull and Flow Rider. I mean we had a single with Sierra and Missy Elliott as well as 
with Eyes of Providence. So it's not, I'm not just stuck to just being a reggaeton artist because to me, I feel like, you know, why put a box on it? I'm yeah. a lover of music. I'm a singer. I love to do it. Uh, and I love to be able to collaborate with many people. When you listen to Camilo, for example, I mean, he's doing things with artists from Norteño music. Mm-hmm. And he's also doing reggaeton, but then he's also doing a little bit of pop because he doesn't just box himself up into one. And he's amazing in all of it. I, I really admire him. And he's an incredible Colombian artist. So that's kind of my thing. I mean, I've been doing this for years. If you listen even to the first record that I released, I had a bachata in there and I also had a pop song and, you know, and I also had the reggaetones. So I've always influence my music like that in this case with this particular record we're really putting como digo yo mucho cariño en ese disco con chr and with Isla lamas and mm-hmm. enrique garcia behind it we're really focusing the sound on making this new fresh take on tejano music which brings in the modern aspects as well as those traditional you know hits the drums that, that really make it in the pocket that you can dance to but at the same time bringing in el modernismo que es con un poquito de reggaeton, un poquito de cumbia colombiana. Mm-hmm. So we're just mis- mixing those essence together and just coming up with our own concoction. Nice. So are you going to start blending in more the Tejano style, Conjunto style to, to your music? Oh, yes. In this, in this record, we're going to be doing 10 tracks, and it is going to be that Tejano uh, sound on this one. It's going to be slight touches of Conjunto, but not as much. You guys are going to hear it. So it's... Uh, the full record is going to be hitting very soon, so we're getting it uh, ready for a release now at the end of March, beginning of April. So we're really excited. You're going to be hearing little by little more of the singles coming out slowly. Nice. Now, getting into the into the movie, of course, which is uh, thing number one on Disney Plus. Um, how did you get that position? Did they call you? Did you audition for the voice, or how did that come about for you? It came about through my YouTube channel. I didn't. I knew there was a movie that was coming out that was influenced in Colombia, but never in my wildest dreams did I ever consider they would, you know, call us to do anything. They actually reached me through a video that I did on my YouTube channel that is at Adato Official. Um, it's called Por Qué Ya No Yo, where I was really testing out this lower kind of almost intimate range of rapping. Háblame claro. Dime por qué has estado and so through that video the casting director's assistant grace kim contacted us about uh doing an audition and we had 24 hours to turn it over i didn't know what the role was or what the position was i just knew it was disney and i was floored and then we got the call back a few weeks later and that's when i met with jared bush and byron howard and sharif castro smith yvette merino the you know an amazing cast of people and directors and that's when i actually got the script for dolores and i read some lines and a few weeks after that jamie sparrow roberts which is the casting director called me and said all right that's it you got the part and i was (laughs) so over the moon nice how how was the process though i mean do they do they make the animation before you do the voice or you do the voice and they revolve the animation around you i think 
you know, I don't know how these geniuses work. I think they start having ideas because when I saw the book of Encanto, I noticed how the characters were evolving from the moment that they sketched them out five years ago to what they actually became. Some of them had similar traits from the original sketches. Others did change a bit. I feel like they do incorporate certain physical characteristics from each one of us into the characters. Like they got my the size of my ears or the way that like I bend or I open my eyes or bend my face, you know, and I move. Um, even the tone of the skin tones, if you notice, even through all of the characters, we have similarities to our characters. Yeah. Uh, and so I think it's a combination of both. One, they create a certain persona, and then two, as they're looking and casting, then they incorporate the essence of the actual artist that they have as the voiceover artist or the talent to be able to mix that together, and it feels like one genuine piece. So it wasn't one of those deals where they put all the like the little dots all over your face to try to get the animation corrected like no no no. that would be something no (laughs) not in this case they do when we shot um our scenes even here i mean obviously we weren't there at disney studios because of the covid restrictions Mm -hmm. but when i was always recording i always had to have multiple cameras and then we would send them that footage so that their animators can capture little nuances in my physical um, appearance or the way that I would react when I'm saying certain words. And that's how they would incorporate those little, you know, things that I do to the character itself, those little mannerisms. How long did it take for you to record your, your whole part for the movie? It took about, I think, six to seven sessions. And it's because as you're recording, sometimes things evolve and change. Um, Lines get changed. Uh, So sometimes I'd go in there with a script and then they'd be like, you know what, we're going to add this in or let's try this out. Or we just forgot a few words or we're going to add this little thing in this song or, you know, this melody changed. So for like, we don't talk about Bruno. It was in one session, probably an hour. And it was, that was it. I sang it in an hour and, and we were good to go. Um, but for the recording of the actual side, you know, the script of it, it did take a little bit of, uh, you know, movement. Nice. But so- and even in We Don't Talk About Bruno, the take that you hear on We Don't Talk About Bruno was mostly the first take that I that I did, the one that you see where Lee Manuel Miranda's reacting on TikTok um, about it, and it was I didn't know they were recording that and what he was you know texting back with you know Jared Bush until I saw him post it on Twitter, which I was just humbled and honored. Nice. So now with the, with the movie out and everything else, uh, what was your first take when you actually saw the whole thing complete and it came out on Disney Plus, or did you guys get a pre screening? We did get a pre-screening with all of the cast, and it was so amazing because it was the first time that I got to see all of my castmates. We got to talk a little bit. I saw Will del Valderrama, you know, Stephanie Beatriz was there, Diane Guerrero. Oh, my goodness, everybody. Ravi. uh, Oh, it's just a pleasure to have worked with these talents and the first time we actually saw the film was that time together other times when we record we only record the sections that are ours you know just the little pieces of the mosaic that we're in just you know to make sure that everybody everything keeps in under wraps you know yeah um and when we finally saw it i cried like a baby i just (laughs) cried through the movie especially in the end and i didn't know the camera was on i felt so embarrassed because when I turned, everybody was looking at me. I thought we, they were all, like, you know, off camera. 
And I was just like, oh, my goodness, I understand my grandmother. And then I turned and I'm like, oh, no, they saw me ugly cry. <laughs> yeah, it's so, powerful. So the response has been amazing. Personally, how's, how's the response been for you? Do you constantly get messages and uh, how are social media messages, you know, just explaining how, how much they enjoy the movie? Oh, the outpouring of love has been insane. I've actually been going live on my TikTok at Adaso Official, and it has been so beautiful hearing what the people think, seeing their art. Some people have sang to me. Other people are just telling me, you know, where they're from and how it's impacted them, the little things that they like about the film, what their favorite characters are. And it's really become such a uniting front you know that piece of the puzzle that was missing i feel to me in my heart i've been able to get it now uh being able to see everyone and feel their love and be able to ask them questions and that's been because of tiktok and we don't talk about bruno took off because of tiktok and all of the cosplay that they're doing and and people just showing how much love they have for each character individually and who resonates with who and it's just been insane. We never thought this single would take off the way it did. I mean, it wasn't even submitted for Oscar consideration. It was, you know, Dos Uruguitas. Mm. And um, everybody was, like, surprised how it's taken off. And right now we're number one on the top 200s. We're number two on the top 100s. Uh, on Spotify, we're being streamed so hard. I have, like, over 13 million streams on my on my Spotify right now. And yeah. I cannot believe the community has grown. So much love. Yeah, I bet. Um one of my friends actually came by earlier and uh, I was telling him about the interview and he was like all excited and, and stuff. And he says that his kids watch it like three times a day. <laughs> and then, and then he, was, he was just like referencing the, the song itself. You know, the first one is we don't talk about Bruno. I was like, well, that's, that's a, that's a good song. Even for an adult, you know, listening to that, I was like, that's pretty cool. Man. I like that. And, uh, but it was, he was, uh, yeah. Saying that his kids, they know they watch it three times a day and they can't put the movie away yet. So I was like, man, that's pretty cool. It is a, such a powerful song. I don't think anybody can not sing to that song when they hear it. I mean, you have to sing along. And the verse for We Don't Talk About Bruno, I mean, incidentally, when they send it to me, they thought I was going to sing it, you know, or rap it like an octave higher. You know, Bruno live in fear, Bruno stumbling, I can always hear him. But when I heard her voice and after working with the directors, I thought, I think she would sing it at, I can always hear him sort of muttering and mumbling. I associate him with the sound of falling sand. It's a heavy lift with the gift so humbling. Always left Abuela and the family fumbling. Grappling with prophecies they couldn't understand. Do you understand? In more of like an intimate tone. And then that is the take that you see. That first take when I showed him what I was thinking about doing, mm-hmm. he was like, that was his reaction. That was the literal <laughs> first take take reaction and i was like oh my gosh you like it and he was like yes and i was like yay and that's the one that made it in <laughs> nice nice so now with the movie out and the soundtrack out is it something that you're going to pursue doing uh, more voiceover movies or actually get a part in a movie or something or is is that something that you plan on doing later Oh my goodness, yes. There are so many proposals coming my way and I'm so excited. I have a few projects on the table right now that I'm so excited about. I love doing voiceover work because you can become part of a world that has no boundaries. You can fly, you can jump, you can be anything. You can be a butterfly, you can be a bug, you can be a person, you know. You can be a house. 
Mm-hmm. So you can be anything and create a universe of beauty and and love and of strength, of bravery, of passion, of determination, dramatic, anything. And I love being part of that. And the directors that I always get, you know, when it comes to script readings are so well and so good to to play with because it's just like playing with a whole bunch of friends that are like teenagers. Like they're so imaginative and we just have so much fun. Whenever I was recording my sides, I can get into character and they were like, you know, the house is falling in this part and I wouldn't see the visuals, but I would have to picture what would potentially be happening in a scene. And then I would react in the recording booth the way that that would be happening. And we have to create all of these worlds in our minds, in our imagination. And I love igniting my imagination. So yes, I am going to continue taking voiceover projects and working in animation. I absolutely love it. Nice. So, for, so playing Dolores, uh, was it easy to get into character for her? Uh, I had I had a perfect knowledge of how to get into her character. I had experienced COVID back in January and when I got the call for the part I was so excited and in those few days leading up to the second interview um, which was the callback I had been feeling a little bit you know queasy and stuff I thought I was pregnant you know we have seven children my husband and I Gabriel Candiani and I we have seven kids and I thought oh here comes number eight you know and so I took a few pregnancy tests and I thought oh well you know it's maybe it's just a tummy tummy virus or something let me go to the hospital with him check it out and, and take a blood test just to make sure if I am pregnant because it happened with our second child that all the tests were negative at home and then my blood test turned out to be positive and I was actually pregnant. Yeah. So then we went in and I told my husband, you know what, don't worry about it. Don't come with me. I'll drive myself. It's just going to be a quickie thing. I'll be in there in and out in an hour. But once I got there, the symptoms continued to get worse and worse and it came to a point where I could no longer walk or talk and I became so debilitated and they ran tests, CT scans, MRIs, every blood work test under the sun, and they could just not find what the issue was. And then a neurologist came and talked to me after I went for a second opinion at a different hospital again. They told me, look, with COVID, there are so many unknowns and so many unpredictable things. All we can say is we can continue running tests, we can continue monitoring your progress, but there's nothing else that we can do. Would you like for us to, you know, get you a room and I was just like you know if I'm gonna die I'd rather die at home and that was after my callback so to me I thought you know that was a dream come true already being with the directors and telling them my family's story and their struggles of being immigrants from Colombia mm-hmm. and I thought yeah you know there's so many talented people I mean you got Shakira you got Carol G so many amazing Colombians that could have been part of this project and uh and so when I go home and I start writing my will because that's how sick I was, I got to a point that I could not physically walk and talk. Otherwise, I would pass out. I would just completely go stiff in the shower sometimes and I get completely paralyzed. And my husband would have to carry me out of the shower. It was the worst time that I had to experience, I think, something in which was humbling because I understood that I didn't have all the strength to be able to do things on my own. Like I had to depend on other people. And that's when I had to start speaking to my children in a very hushed tone because if I spoke any louder, I would pass out. Mm -hmm. I just didn't have enough oxygen to be able to communicate. So whenever I spoke to my kids, I would have to speak to them in 
very hushed tones, please pick up your dishes. Can you please go take this? Uh, could you bring me a glass of water? It was like that for over three weeks while I was going through a recuperative process and trying to figure out what was working, what was not working. And during that time is when we get the call back that I got the part from Jamie Spirit Roberts when I was barely starting to speak. Mm-hmm. And uh, and after that, I went like Rocky training and trying to get my body back into shape and, and hopefully becoming as strong as I needed to be to be able to be ready. Because my husband said, you know, maybe we should just tell them that you're not going to take this. I mean, you you're right now in this situation. And I told him, cover the, you know, cover the phone. And I told him, no, you call him if I'm dead because I'm taking this. And if I'm dead, then you call him. But if not, I'm doing this. And so I trained. And then by the time we were recording with the directors, I just had gotten miraculously all my strength was back up and better than ever. Now I'm so much more careful with my diet, with my sleeping habits, with my eating patterns, um, just to make sure that nothing, you know, gets out of whack. But I learned how to play Dolores through the actual experience this horrendous and and life-changing experience that I had just previously gone through. So when the directors told me, you know what, we don't really feel her as an animated, like really bubbly character, I knew where to go. I knew where that was. I could interpret it. And weirdly enough, coincidentally, my character's name is Dolores. Come on. (laughs) Which means pain in Spanish. Yeah. It's so weird. (laughs) <laughs> yeah that just well i'm just i'm glad everything worked out and you were able to get healthy again and then able to take this part you know which you made amazing for for dolores thank you so much it's it's been an incredible experience so many amazing cast members that we will forever be tied in as family john leguizamo stephanie beatriz mm-hmm. wilmer valderrama you know we're all forever united in this film that has brought so much light and love to the Latinos, the struggles that we go through being immigrant children, trying to do the best that we can by our families and showing them that we value their sacrifice, the pressures that that has on our shoulders too. You know, like Lisa feeling like she has to be so strong. Sometimes we all feel that way. Or like we have to be perfect like Isabella. Or like we need to be in in the moment and and do the best that we can and, and be there so hard and it's ingrained in us and in this film it really speaks to don't put so much pressure on yourself because the value that you have is just being part of this family that's what makes you magical not the gift you have not the how much you know how pretty you are or how strong you are but it's just who you are just the essence of yourself is enough yeah and i love that about encanto yeah uh speaking of your kids how did they feel when the movie came out were they excited to say, that's my mom, that's my mom? Oh, my goodness. It's incredibly exciting for them. And I got to share it with one of my kids, Alisabella Candiani. She's our eight-year-old. She hmm. was actually cast in the film as one of the town kids. So oh, we nice. got to share it together as a family. I got to be there while she was recording and hand her scripts to her while she was with the directors. And she just played like a boss with her part. It was insane watching her. I don't know if I could have done that at eight. So for us, it was very deep. And um, because my husband is lighter skin and he has green eyes, even though he's Mexican, mm-hmm. and I'm Morena, uh, Afro-Latina, some of my kids turned out to look a lot like him. So, like, my 12-year-old, she has freckles, and she's light-skinned, and she has, you know, eyes are, are like, you know, greenish hazel eyes. Yeah. So her 
friends don't believe I'm her mom. <laughs> They're like, that's not your mom. I'm like, that is totally. So I've had to, like, I told her, you know what? Let's do some TikToks together so they actually believe that you're my daughter because we look so different. But that's what a new family this day and age is, you know? We're mixed. We're varied. We're different colored skin tones happily living together under one roof. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, so aside of the movie now, you're working on a new album. Um, when do you expect that to come out? The album should be hitting um, all platforms in March, the full record. Right now we're releasing singles. And um, so end of March, beginning of April, that's when the record should be coming out. It'll have 10 songs on it. And we're so excited right now. We're finishing up on the recording of a few of the tracks. And CHR, you know, Rick Garcia and Ilda Lamas have been incredible. It's mm. like working with family because yeah. we are doing everything. Uh, we have our own label. For film and TV, and we do production music. My husband has a masterclass that he gives. It's called Production Music Masterclass, teaching other uh, producers how to be able to place music in TV and film. But in this case, we handed things over to them to be able to handle the Tejano side because there's so much love for CHR, mm -hmm. and we love them too. And they have so many connections, and we're bringing our connections in from the film and TV world and then getting into the Tejano like we're saying you know we're making Tejano international with the way that we're doing it and we're just loving the outpouring of love and acceptance um, me being Colombian even though I have Mexican blood by marriage <laughs> you know <laughs> now with my husband all my kids are Colombian Mexican yeah. you know to be able to feel that outpouring of love and, and unity it's just a beautiful thing to represent the new Tejanos, which are those people immigrating from different places in the world into Texas as well. Yeah. And my brother truly has been instrumental to, too, because, you know, truly was the one that introduced me to my husband. He was the one that brought me into the first group that I was signed with, which was called Ecstasy. Mm -hmm. And truly music, that's the man that booked me, you know, at the beginning of my career. And I got to be able to go on tour with so many artists because of my brother truly. And now we're uniting forces again to be able to, you know, establish the tours and everything through Truly Music. And, and again, see you guys in person after so many years. I'm so excited to hit the road again and, and start doing things together. Nice. Yeah, I got to give a big shout out going out to, to Rick Garcia. Rick Garcia, he's a Tejano Roots Hall of Famer. Um, I've worked with him for so many years. He does his podcasts and we play him here on the station. And uh, just everything that that man does is just amazing. He's worked with so many Tejano artists. Help them come up in their early prime, in their early stages of their careers. Um, I was happy last month that uh, he accepted my Hall of Fame induction, you know, on my behalf, and just gave an awesome speech on my part and everything. And that was just amazing. And I have much love and respect for Rick and Miss and Miss Hilda Lamas. You know, she's got a, a tremendous voice. Anything that she touches, she could just make hers. And that them two together just uh awesome couple awesome beautiful couple and then working with chr records it's just amazing i am so happy and i could not have a better team behind me on this i am so in love with Ilda. she's my bestie like i said <laughs> she's my tejano bestie <laughs> yeah she said that you guys hit it off like instantly when y'all met and stuff and uh she was just she was really happy she was at that moment, I guess she was going through some stuff that day, but then she heard that you're part of the song that was sent in and just made her day, and she was real happy after that. Yeah, it did. It really... I didn't know she was going through something. I didn't even know until they actually came. And uh, they were going to go to an award ceremony, and that's when you know they were like, well, we could just drive from there and go to Nashville. Mm -hmm. So 
I didn't know she was going through something like that. I just knew that I wanted to really get to know her in person. And because we have so many kids in the house, mm-hmm. I was just like, why don't you just come here? You yeah. know? And the kids were all yeah. over Rick and Isla. They were just start. They were like talking them up. Yeah. And they were like, Tia Isla. I'm like, okay, we'll just call her Tia Isla. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much the way it is. No, it, it wasn't nothing bad. It was just, uh, I guess she was being nominated for an award and then... Uh, as soon as the nominations came out, her name was instantly like removed for I don't know what reason, and no no reason was given or anything like that. So that was the the thing behind that. She was feeling down and stuff, but I guess after hearing your part of the song that was sent in, it just lifted her spirits, and she was just excited after that. And this is not the last time we're going to work together. I think he has <laughs> an amazing talent. Yeah. And uh, I told her, I'm like, we got to, you know, we got to keep working together. We got to do something else. So this is not the last time we're going to be doing collaborations. Believe me. <laughs> That's awesome. Awesome. Well, listen, uh, I want to thank you so much for joining us here on the show. I want to thank uh, Hilda Lamas for helping to set this up and Rick Garcia. And, of course, my wife, Lila Cervantes, Lila Lisa Promotions. Um You've done an amazing job and everything with the movie and, of course, the brand new single that we have. We're going to be playing here in just a few minutes, uh, New and Bessel. And then we're going to go ahead and end it off for everybody out there. Uh, we don't talk about Bruno. We're going to end that, the show with that one since it's number one on the charts right now. And um, everybody can vote for Adasa, New and Bessel on our Top 20 Countdown. I think it made it once or twice on there, so hopefully we can get it back up there and uh, reach for number one. But uh, thank you so much, Adasa, for everything and congratulations on all your work. Thank you so much. And I just want to get to know all of you out there that are listening. Follow me on social media at Adasa Official. I'm on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, as well as Facebook. I am so excited to hit the road and go on tour and meet you all in person. Support the single. I just absolutely love being part of this Tejano movement. And I am so excited to hit the ground running. And thank you so much for the support on We Don't Talk About Bruno. No, no problem at all. No problem at all. It's it's awesome right there. Uh, any last uh, mini shout outs that you want to give out real quick? Yes. Uh, I just want to shout out again, CHR Records. I want to shout out, of course, Machingo Radio. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for the time and thank you for all this love. And, uh, and for everybody out there that thinks that they don't have something to offer, your community, your family, you do. You shine no matter who you are. You have brightness inside of you. You have light inside of you. Don't ever feel that there is not a place for you in this world. There is, and you are loved and you are needed because each one of us has a unique voice and a unique talent that we can share with the world. So share yours. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for that. And hopefully everybody takes that in. And uh, But thank you so much for everything. Congratulations. Uh, hopefully when your new album comes out, hopefully we can get you back on the show for another interview to promote that. Oh, I will totally be there. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Um so we'll go ahead and end it that way. But thank you so much for being a part of the show. Thank you for everything. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, we have the awesome Miss Rasa from uh, Disney's Encanto. Hopefully you guys uh, check out her brand new movie. Make sure you guys buy the soundtrack. Make sure you guys listen to the soundtrack. Play it at all the parties out there. And of course, make sure you guys check out her brand new single, which we're going to play right now. Ni un beso. Thank you, Adasa, for everything. Thank you. Bye, everyone. Hey everyone, this is your girl Adasa inviting you to listen to my latest music right here on Mas Chingon Radio.
pito Dime con quién andas, quién es tu testigo Me dice solo ando con amigos Pero otra mujer te susurra, ven conmigo Ya no te creo, na, na, na Mira, no me busques más, más, más Yo nunca pierdo, no, no Tú no te mereces, mi amor Ya no te creo, na, na, na Mira, no me busques más, más, más Yo no me vendo por un par de pesos Pa' Miami, que te compro más rari, hoy a pura ropa fina, ni un beso, beso. Llorando no doy para atrás Mala lleve mala gente que no se merece mi calidad Eres tóxico y lógico Se lo digo al público Este mensaje es verídico Tú no mereces mi amabilidad Miente por lo tiente, eso es una enfermedad No soy tu madre, no eres mi responsabilidad No contaba con sinceridad No quiero ni darte pintado para dejar mal que te toca Tú te lo mereces Cierra la puerta, sigo caminando Eres tigre vestido de santo Yo no me vendo por un par de pesos Ya no quiero nada de ti te vuelo pa' Miami Que te compro más rari Hoy es pura ropa fina Ni un beso Ya no te creo na, na, na. Mira, no me busques más, más, más Yo nunca pierdo, no, no Tú no te mereces, mi amor Ya no te creo na, na, na. Mira, no me busques más, más, más Yo no me vendo por un par de pesos Pa Miami, que te compro más rari. Hoy es pura ropa fina. Ni un beso, beso. Estamos en la isla de Miss Adasa. Ni un beso. Right here on the Master Good Radio Podcast. Thank you, Adasa, for everything. Congratulations on your music. And, of course, on Disney's Encanto, the voice of Dolores. All right. But thank you guys so much for joining us here. Hopefully, you guys have enjoyed the podcast. Make sure you guys check it out on Spotify and MasterGoodRadio.com and as well as on Anchor.com. All right. But thank you to Hilda Lamas. Thank you to Mr. Rick Garcia, CHR Records. And, of course, my baby, Lila Cervantes. Lila Lisa Promotions. I am Juan Mendoza. Thank you guys so much for joining us here. We're going to end the show with Disney's Encantos. We don't talk about Bruno. Right here on the Master Gold Radio Podcast. Turn it up. We don't talk about Bruno. No, no, no. We don't talk about Bruno. But it was my wedding day. It was my Bruno says it looks like rain. Why is he telling? In doing so, he floods my brain. I will like the umbrella. Or is he in a hurricane? What a joyous day, but anyway.
Promotions is a leading source for artist promotion and distribution. Lila Lisa Promotions is also registered with the Texas Music Office of the Governor in Austin, Texas. We encourage artists, managers, and record labels to send their music, promo pics, bios, EPKs, and music videos to Lila at LilaLisaPromotions.com. That's Lila at LilaLisaPromotions.com. They will be sent to many radio stations and affiliates across the United States and Mexico. Be sure to contact Lila Lisa Promotions. We would like to congratulate Miss Lila Cervantes on her 10th anniversary in promotions and service to Tejano Music. Congratulations. For more information, contact Lila Lisa Promotions at Lila at LilaLisaPromotions.com. Thanks, Mo. I'd like to say thank you on behalf of the group and ourselves. I hope we pass the audition. <laughs> 